I got love for you, man. You know what, I'm <laughs> what are we talking about? You know, I'm not here to start any trouble. I'm only going to say nice things about you from now on. I think you're handsome, and I think you're a wonderful host. I'm fat and I'm overweight. Just don't say anything silly. I was waiting for you to say that. I'm not laughing about it. You think this is funny? I take this serious. You know, I don't want y'all to take anything that, out of context that I'm saying. He's very funny. He likes to joke around a lot. As a personality and as an entertainer, yes. This is going to be really quick. I'm not taking any questions. Go ahead and get comfortable. I'm going to talk for a little bit. You're listening to Cabbie Presents, the podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the My Guy Mondays podcast. I'm your host, Cabbie Richards, fresh off a week in Washington, D.C., which is very cool. Interviewed some of the Washington Wizards, did a sketch with Brooks Like and the Washington Capitals, a couple of nice cameos. And then I interviewed Nas, which I will get to that story momentarily. So the way this works is I have three of my friends come in and we tell stories and we talk about pop culture. This particular episode is heavy pop culture, a little thin on sports. I got my director, Randall Thorne, in. I got one of my best friends, Nigel Downer, in. And I got one of my ghost writers, Neil Scott, in. Let the conversations begin. It's his favorite day of the week, and these are his dudes. Time now for My Guy Mondays. Back in the leadoff chair, this is My Guy Mondays, and I'm in studio with Randall Thorne, <laughs> a.k.a. directed by RT on Twitter, all one word. Gia, Gia. Welcome back, sir. Thank you, man. How were uh, the Junos? So, the Junos... Uh, I kind of I kind of went off on a little rant on on Twitter. So, <clears throat> yeah, but you were very, I read your Twitter feed. You were complimentary. I was complimentary of the people on the Junos. Yeah, the yes, artists, etc. Yes, yes, the Juno broadcast is decidedly they've just I think they've just made up their mind. They're just not trying to be uh, for a young generation at all. They just don't care anymore. I just felt like there was nothing in the show that was for anybody under thirty-five. Really? Guaranteed. Except for the first melody with like classified Serena Ryder, all those guys. Um, Who do you think Arcade Fire appeals to? Thirty-five plus, thirty plus. Well, their their music is very cerebral, and yes, that it is. video with the heads where they're like uh, a new version. That's how I understood it. They're like a new version of themselves, like the celebrity, and it's yeah. like everything's bigger, or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, maybe they're, you're right. They're for they're for. I, I, listen, I'm not trying to say that there's no intellectuals uh, who are younger than 30. I'm not trying to say that people under that age can't appreciate that stuff for sure. But I just believe that the Junos, as as their as their broadcast was just, they weren't trying to appeal to anybody. They had no young acts on there. All the all the all the the music in general that a lot of young people would listen to. Um, Except for Tegan and Sarah. Tegan and Sarah, notwithstanding. However, they are not really a young group. They're 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 a good right. Group. But that one that one pop single they have closer, I think, appeals. It's very sure pop it is. sounding. And that, sure it is. Sure I'm sure twelve year old girls all over the country are sure singing that song. Sure it is. Or yes. sing, hum, humming along with that song. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll I'll give you them a little, but that's like that's just the extent of how far they reached out. They didn't have. You know, they, they give away all their awards that would generally appeal to a younger demographic the night before. They give away the hip-hop award, they give away the pop award, they give away the dance music award, all on the night before. So it's like, if you, I, all I'm trying to say is, 
if you're the Junos and you want to draw in new young viewers, you're not doing your job. That's all I'm saying. If you want to be the 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 you know the intellectual, uh, you want to be the the uh, the Hall of Fame awards. Great. The Kennedy Center honors. Right. Then yeah. sure. Go ahead. <laughs> Give Blue Rodeo. They need another trophy. Give it to them. You know Shout out I'm to saying? Jim Cuddy. You know uh, I mean? For those who are listening and they're hearing RT's voice for the first time, RT is a music video director. And very soon, filmmaker. Can we just get one of your? Mo- Can you just make a movie soon, please? You know what the thing is, man. It just it takes it. Ta- if you know anybody who has like a money tree planted, because I've been trying to plant it for a long time. But you know me, I don't have a green thumb. Everything dies where I right. whenever I grow. Yeah, I killed yeah. bamboo the other day. Oh. So my point is, bamboo's hard to kill. Actually, you know what? Th- this actually just. I don't know if I told you this. This actually just happened. So, for the past year or so, I've been trying to make a steady little push to do some different things. And uh, and uh, we got we got nominated for our, our a live show, which was on Much Music last year at the CSAs this year. So Alive was a 30-minute um, um, TV, like TV movie, movie. for yeah. an artist named Sean Desmond, a Canadian yeah. artist up here. And, uh, and, you know, and then I did a little bit of uh, work with the, the Degrassi people over the years. I've done a, a few commercials for them and stuff like that. And uh, I just got the call this week. Uh, I'm gonna be directing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah buddy. Yes, yeah, that's buddy. amazing. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Oh, sick. So that's amazing. So yeah. Man. Oh, great news, man. Yeah, man. So, great news. I have a bottle of Moet in my fridge. We will enjoy. And uh, not today. Cause today's Monday. Uh, that would be quite alcoholic. Mo- uh, no, Moet Mondays. Moet Monday. We Moet could, Mondays. We could do that. <laughs> <laughs> Moet Mondays, indeed. Yeah. Ah, so, so we'll when does that, when, we'll when does that start? Um, that is uh, in April, uh, the end of April. So you'll be doing one one episode of Degrassi. Yes, I'll be. Yeah, I'll be. Is doing it Degrassi? It's not. It's not. It's just called Degrassi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is on. Yes. Is it on? Um, Out here, it's on MTV. And what is it on in the uh, U.S.? Nickelodeon. Um, uh, T Nick. T Nick. T Nick. Yeah. Yeah. Degrassi of, I suppose Drake fame. Mm-hmm. Aubrey Graham back then. Yes. Fame. Yes. Young Aub. Um, okay, mm-hmm. so I was just in. Uh, Oh, and uh, shout out to how, okay, before I move on to telling my Nas story, um, your boy Classified. Yes. When he was on camera at the Junos. Yes. Uh, how many, can you guesstimate how many cocktails he consumed before <laughs> appearing on camera for the live broadcast at 9 p.m. Eastern? You know what's funny? It's like, 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 he definitely probably... Probably about twenty three because they can drink out there in the East Coast. They can drink like right. He is from and, Halifax, yeah. from the nine hundred two, and yeah. it's a it's a lifestyle. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. So I mean, you know, and you know what? I mean, the way that he described it to me, he's like, "Hey man, I'm gonna be hosting." Jail. I was like, "What? That's crazy." He's like, "Yeah." I was like, "So what? Do they got you to do some bits and stuff?" He's like, "No, nah, man. I'm like, I'm on tour, like literally up until the day of." So we told him that, and we just thought we wouldn't be able to do it. And they're like, "No, no, no, still come." So he's like, "Okay." So he just showed up, probably inebriated, <laughs> and then just did read whatever was in front of him, and you know did his thing. So. He, he wasn't sober. He wasn't De- definitely sober. not. It actually did miss some bits. I was, um, and shout out to Greg Stokes, G Stokes, who's been doing these videos online for G Stokes, uh, the Juno Awards. He's done. I don't know. I was. I've watched maybe a dozen. He had maybe I don't know four or five dozen on online. He was doing some behind the scenes stuff and some like. Uh, it, they had like a Juno lounge. Anyway, I was uh, so I Ju- uh, Stokes and I had this conversation a little while ago, and I said one of my favorite Juno moments 
was, and for those people who don't understand, who don't know what the Junos are, I should have said this earlier. The Juno Awards are like the Canadian version of the Grammy Awards. The MMVAs, the Much Music Video Awards, are more like the MTV Awards or the American Music Awards. Yeah. So I guess that's really how they're trying to. I suppose in, when you were, you you weren't really that happy with how the Junos are trying to appeal to a younger demographic. Maybe they see themselves as the Grammy Awards, and then the MMVAs 1,000% appeals to a, uh, a demo of like 12 to 24. Absolutely. Like they're, um, Without so maybe question. That's the big difference. But um, so my favorite Juno moment was the year that Drake hosted, uh, which was weird that he hosted and, and, he, didn't, get, and he didn't win the didn't get any awards. awards. Yeah. Which and is ridiculous. Just, just let me put it, put it this way too. Uh, classified hosted and he didn't win the hip hop award either. So classified hosted, he didn't win any awards. So basically, good, good luck host, getting classified and Drake back onto yes. uh, the Junos. If you're if you're a hip hop artist and they ask you to host the Junos, you're not winning. Yeah, don't it's expect sin. a trophy uh, by yeah. the end of the night. Yeah. Uh, so my favorite Juno moment was uh, Drake did this sketch at this old folks home, and it was like. It was called Old Money or something like that. And it was no, great. Was it was great. And on the same show, Justin Bieber did like a bit with Lloyd Robertson, who's like a famous Canadian broadcaster who's now retired. That was great. And so this Juno Award show didn't have any... It had one bit with these curlers, Jennifer Jones' team and the Sheepdogs. And I watched like the full version online. The full version online was pretty good. They kind of did one, two curling jokes. Like they did one with the... The whoever the other host, I can't remember. I'm sorry, I can't remember the other host. Oh, Serena Ryder. No, oh, no, John, no, no, Johnny. No. Uh, Johnny. Uh, uh, oh my gosh. Uh, the Johnny. Scottish fill dude. in the blank here. Yes. Yeah. My bad. <clears throat> but yeah, yeah, they did do too. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and I'll say this. I will say this. I kind of felt like they were pipping out the Olympic our Olympic uh, women's curling team. Yeah, the champions. Yeah. yeah. I was like, they're just pimping them. Like they're putting them in everything. And this well, is the, my... the, the skip is from Winnipeg. But here's my deal. Okay, so that's cool. That's great. But like, and I and I which tweeted, is where the Junos were in Winnipeg, yeah. And I tweeted this afterwards too. I said, "Yay, hey, it's great that they're pimping out our our Olympic medalists. That's great. That's great. But I hope they pimp them out next year and the year after and the year after when they really need support mm. from the public, mm. not in a games year." You see what I'm saying? Yeah. They don't really need the games. But it's fresh, though. The Olympics right were in February. It's now no, like April well, yeah, 1st. Celebrate them. It's all good. But they're going to need money next year to continue <laughs> their training. And <laughs> I hope the Junos jumps them on there and gives them a little promo. Next year, it's so all about up their the, endorsement uh, deals. Next year, it's all about the Canadian women's soccer team because it's the World Cup of women's Shoot soccer that. in 2015 in Canada. So it's all about oh, Kaylin yeah. Kyle and. Diana Matheson and Christine St. Clair. Well, you, then you know they're going to be those they, fine athletes. They're going to be presenting an award next year <laughs> yeah, at for the sure. Junos. For um, sure. So uh, shout out to G Stokes. I, I didn't. I didn't realize you mentioned G Stokes. G Stokes is my first. I did, we we did. He was my first video artist. Right. I remember. Yeah. We shot rock behind the block. Our, rock the block. And you had like three scenes. Yeah. Yeah. It was like is girls versus guys. Rock the, rock the block. It might be on YouTube still. I don't know. Well, it wouldn't I, be take unless you took it. Well, no, nah, I wouldn't take it okay. down. But. But Rock yeah. the block, G Stokes. Shout out to G Stokes. Uh, tell me about your class. Okay, tell me about your classified video, Higher with Bob. Yes. And then the Rich Kid video, which yes. is called what again? Uh, the Valley. The Valley. So you just put out two videos like last week. I wish I could tweet them, but yeah. since I work for the leader, yes. uh, 
Yes. Sometimes it's like there's uh, some content. There's some content. Within right. There's some content that, that was might nested. be a little blue. Yes. For little the bit. red logo. Yes. With the TSN letters. Well, I mean, you know, you talk about classified and and uh, you know and and Bob. Quite frankly, from uh, from Atlanta, two great guys, um, both have an affinity for uh, Mary Jane. Yes, for, for Mary certain Jane. herbs and yes, 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 herbs and yes. scents. Yes, <laughs> yes, they like to burn incense. <laughs> um, and so you know, uh, they made a song. It's called Higher, and uh, you know, it's about their first love, and you know. Which yes. uh, her name is Mary, Mary, and her last name is Jane. Correct. Yeah. Correct. So, so yeah. So we did. We 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 got together. And not the we did chick from Spider Man. True that. Yeah. Is that Mary Jane in yeah. Spider Man? Yeah, Mary Jane oh, Mary Watson. Jane. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Um, uh, so uh, so we did it. We did we did a video together. Um, we sh- we shot it. Uh, um, you know, about two months ago, and just sort of had it sitting and uh, waiting to be dropped or whatever and what we did is we pulled in like uh you know because you guys are talking about their 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 love they're 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 talking about the same girl um i just went back to a to a vintage john hughes movie uh called weird science and uh i sort of the girl is so i mean i remember when lisa what was what was steven seagal's she she married steven seagal the original actress in weird science oh yeah lisa something yeah yeah uh but i don't know where you found your actress She's she from, is a 12. She's from Buffalo, man. She's Buffalo? Buffalo? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. I got Stevie Johnson about her. Yeah, man. How do you, Buffalo? They don't make them yeah. like that in Buffalo, New York, dude. <laughs> Trust Buffalo? me. Buffalo? When we, when we found her, we're like, what are you doing? In Why are you in Buffalo? How do you? What, f- okay. Why would you be in Buffalo? So d- where did you shoot the um, Where you shoot the video? Um, in, in, in Halifax or did you shoot here in Toronto? We shot no 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 we shot it we shot it here in Toronto um, you know Bob flew down um, Bob is a great great dude man he he flew down Kelly LeBrock not Lisa Kelly LeBrock was the actress in uh, Weird Science right 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 yeah so I mean we shot it we shot it here in a, in a um, in and around Toronto and we then shot where, in the how do you get the DeLorean you know what it it because it it started out being like okay we're gonna play homage to Weird Science so you know I wanted it to be kind of 80s and then but then class and Bob they're not. 80s really they're a little older they're, they're a little, they're little they're younger, younger. Yeah, 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 so yeah. so i was like all right let's mix in some 90s um which the delorean also is not 90s it's yeah, still yeah 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 to- totally 80s but the point is we started pulling in a bunch of different um influences so uh and then i was like i was like i need something for this performance scene man i need this thing to pop and it the delorean just popped into my head i was like man this is back to the future we're going back to the future <laughs> So I just pulled it in, and and we just we made a couple of calls, and you know what? Surprisingly, there's a DeLorean society. Actually. Yeah. Where, wow. Where dudes get DeLoreans and they pimp them out, and and make them, uh, you know, make them basically look like, uh, you know, the DeLorean from Back to the Future. So, um, so yeah. So and that, that was video it. is called Higher, Higher, and it's classified, featuring Bob. Uh, tell me about Rich Kid the Valley. Rich Kid the Valley. So Rich Kid, Rich Kid was also nominated last uh, uh, last night uh, for best hip hop uh, recording. Um, his is like the only sort of independent release out that was nominated, which is dope. So he just went down there, had a good time. Um, he played me the whole the whole album, man. Like I've been trying to work with Rich Kid for a little bit. Um, I've seen him coming up. He's he's definitely for me. He's like the next kid out of Toronto coming up. He, and he's also a great producer. Produces for a lot of. Uh artists here in, in Toronto, Absolutely. which is like a new hot hub of talent. I mean, there's always been talent here, but it's like people 
in the United States and other places are, are recognizing and realizing, ooh, Toronto, north of the border, they got some talented Absolutely. people Absolutely. I there, mean, well, he, he actually was part of a, a part of a contingent. They went down to the South by Southeast, South by Southwest, um, uh, just a couple of weeks ago. Oh, he's part of Boy Wonders? He was group? part of Boy Wonders group that um, won the Battle of the Beats down there. What was it called? I, I don't, they had a Kickstarter campaign. I donated 100 bucks. Yeah. So, Boy Wonder, get my T-shirt, please. <laughs> Give me an XL, Boy Wonder. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, Rich Kid was part of that contingent. Um, he played me this whole his whole album, uh, in my opinion, and uh, he's like, you know, what do you like here, man? And um, I, I immediately gravitated towards uh, um, the valley. I just thought it was haunting. It had a it had a haunting kind of presence to it, and the drums were crazy on it, and. Um, and I was like, I can do something with this man, but I'm gonna come with something kind of out the box for you. And he was like, Okay, cool. And I just I wrote this this little uh, odyssey about uh, uh, just the late night missions that sometimes we single men go on. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so you, missions indeed. Yeah. And sometimes. Like, we don't even know, they, they, they don't even start out as missions. They say, like, oh, okay, it's a simple A to B. Right. But then there are many stops to get, and then you end up at, like, G. Yes, yes. But it's a, yes. And it's like, you you never know where the night will take you. Exactly. And that, that was sort of the theme with the thing, is just, like, let me just take these people on a journey. And you never know. Like, sometimes you're texting somebody, and she sounds cute, but you don't know what, you know, truthfully, yeah. you don't know what you're getting into. So... <laughs> So that's what the video is really about. So there, there's, uh, there's and a little it start, bit. And of... it stars uh, my man um, Jamil French from uh, from Degrassi fame. Oh, cool. He he guest stars in it. He he's he's one of the characters in it. So. This has a little eyes wide shut feel to it. Absolutely inspired by Kubrick. I mean, what, again, when I heard the track, the track had a haunting vibe to it, and I immediately, for some reason, thought of that moment in in uh, Eyes Wide Shut where Tom Cruise is wandering around in this mansion with these. All these women and people in masks and uh, yeah, on so, uh, like a masquerade ball yeah, with like yeah, the yeah. Illuminati, etc. Yes, 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 and that yes. piano, doom, doom, doom. yeah, just yeah. a creepy, eerie yeah. kind of vibe. So absolutely inspired by Kubrick and uh, yeah. So I was in Washington this week mm -hmm. and I got to interview Nas, and yes. it was it was pretty amazing for me to interview Nas because Nas is one of the greatest MCs ever. And he just uh, did that uh, that uh, performance right at uh, the uh, the Kennedy Center. That's right? what I saw. Oh, okay. So I no saw doubt. that okay. on uh, Saturday night. No, uh, Friday night. So we were at the Kennedy Center, and That's he amazing. had he had the National Symphony Orchestra as his band. Uh, Jay Z did something similar at Carnegie Hall, and uh, and Nas. Um, it was it was cool to see him like just be absorbed in the moment but also like recognize how cool the moment was for him mm. you could see it like it just kind of washed over him so Illmatic released in 94 has nine tracks so for every intro to one, each one of those songs there was a little orchestration which made it feel very cinematic mm, mm. before it got into the beat whether it was Represent or whether it was One Love right. or whether it was It's Yours and It's Yours got the biggest response from the audience he also uh, mixed in a couple of a couple of his hitters like if I rule the world, mm. um, not street dreams. The message. Um, what else did he mix in there? Um, uh, I can, which mm. was also a big one for the audience. Mm. Uh, it was just cool. What it was about like, ain't, ain't hard to tell. Ain't it? Yeah, sorry, it, yeah. It ain't hard to tell. Yeah, there was also yeah. uh, sorry, it ain't hard to tell. Had the biggest response okay, yeah. from Illmatic. Yeah, um, and it was like. My man D, uh, my producer Dave Cricks, and I went to the show, and afterwards Dave was like. 
This, these are like the same people that would have been at this concert 20 years ago. It's just that we've all grown up now. Wow, that's crazy. So everybody's everybody's dressed nice. It's you going from like t-shirts to tuxedos. Right. So some dudes wearing baseball caps. But every it's just a refined crowd. Mm-hmm. And it was it's really cool. Okay, so this is the story I want to tell about Nas. So the next day I interview Nas, and it's it's going well. And I have a new most awkward moment ever. Okay. Here so we when go. people when people say like, <laughs> so what's the most awkward ever? Did any of you ever go sideways? Okay. This is the new moment. Okay. So I said, Nas, clear this up for me. I've seen you in both Yankees caps and and Mets caps. Who's your team? And he said he's a Mets fan, but the Yankees cap doesn't really necessarily represent the Yankees. And I said, you know, it was harder for me to find photos of you smiling than it was with you with a Yankees cap because they're rare. He we wears them out. But, mm-hmm. and he, he goes, I'm smiling right now. <clears throat> and he smiled where maybe the, the bottom of his front teeth just were exposed a little bit. <laughs> and I said, what would a cameraman have to say to you to get you to smile? And that's when he's like, I'm smiling right now. I'm like, I like the word titty. I like titties. <laughs> and then he looks over I like, and goes, I like titties too. Yeah, and he looks, just looks over me and he's like, okay. <laughs> and then, again, okay, so that, okay, this is what happened. He goes, okay. Like seven seconds, I'm just bathing in embarrassment, and it just, I just, I stepped into the fire, and I'm just doing, I'm just doing rotations, like I'm just, like I'm uh, Andy Dufresne at the end of Shawshank Redemption, and 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 rain is falling down on him, washing over him. You're hoping I'm, rain is falling down. Yeah, I'm just being washed over you. with shame yeah, and embarrassment. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I'm like, oh, all right, well, moving on. <laughs> when I was when I was preparing for the interview in the morning. Like in the mirror when I was getting ready in my hotel, I was like, oh, I'll just throw this this little line at him and see if he reacts. Because like, how could you not react to the word titty? It's a great word. It's I mean, it's your nickname, Randall. Yeah. We called you we call you titty in our crew. Yeah, and um, for good reason. And I love titties, and right, everybody as, should. Yes, everybody should because they're beautiful. They are. And God bless the women who have wonderful ones. Yes. So that's my uh, my Nas experience. So that interview comes out the uh, 20th anniversary of Illmatic. I believe is April fifteenth, so that interview on Sports Center will uh, appear around uh, April fifteenth. So it was. Other than that, it was it was super cool, and uh, the coolest moment for him, the 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 moments where he like he had a great reaction was I told him that Mike Tyson said that he's his favorite MC, that Nas is Mike Tyson's mm. favorite MC. He was like, wow. It's like Mike Tyson's one of my heroes. So that was cool. And then I said, mm. you gave us uh, Illmatic. You gave us Stillmatic. Right. Are you going to give us a third Matic? And he goes, oh, I'm not sure, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, all right, I have a couple titles for you. So I just threw out, DK, my, Dave and I came up with this list of like titles with like, for instance, like Grant Hill Matic, which he liked. He started laughing. Right. Uh, you know, Thrill Matic is like, I've heard that one before. Troll Matic, someone else has done it. I'm like, what about like Dr. Phil Matic or <laughs> Belichick Bill Matic? Those are DKs, and he reacted to those as well. So, Dr. Phil Maddox, that's pretty funny. Do you think that uh, Drake should respond to Jay Z? Absolutely not. Out without without question, he should not. I don't think Jay Z that was a diss at all. Jay Z didn't. He name checks him though. He 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 name checks him and chin checks him. G checks him. He's like, excuse me, Mr. Drizzy. I got you. Okay, so that, I, I so you, it's but, uh, but but Jersey Jersey literally called Hove out in the interview in he the li- Rolling Stone, the Rolling liter- Stone yes. magazine with uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman on the cover. Yes, he literally said, uh, "It seems like every time Hove spits something, now he has to talk about art." Yeah, every four so, bars is yeah. an art reference. Or so something. he literally said that, and which is fine. You can. That's you can, the whole Magna Carta can, album is how much expensive art 
I'm going to tell has. the world I'm, how much expensive art I own yes. so, for 11 tracks. Yes. So that's fine. You can have an opinion. He actually had an opinion in a, in a magazine. He didn't put it in a verse. He put it in a magazine. He's like, oh, this is just what I feel. You know what I'm saying? Quite frankly, in that in that interview, he kind of like is kind of throwing a couple of little opinions out about people. So, so that's fine for him to have an opinion. Jay-Z decides to kind of say something about it, but he doesn't really say anything bad about Drizzy at all. He just goes, excuse me, I own this Yeah. So I'm going to talk about what I want to talk about, which is fine. You know what I'm saying? I think that's fine. But he didn't say, like, Drizzy, you don't own anything, or you're, you're, you're faking it. or He didn't say well, anything. Well, the next line, he kind of implies it. So for those who don't understand what we're talking about, uh, a week ago, um, a freestyle came out uh, with Jay-Z and Jay Electronica, which... Jay-Z's so smart because Jay Electronica has been off the radar mm -hmm. for like a year and a half. And he came, he had so much yep. buzz and then never put out an album. Yep. So Jay-Z jumping on this freestyle with Jay Electronica reminds us that Jay Electronica is 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 out there and yeah, he yeah. still has to put out an album. Yeah. And Jay Electronica is his artist. Yeah. Um so uh Jay-Z or sorry, Drake had a jumped on a song called We Made It, a freestyle, which was Soldier Boy's freestyle. Uh, which was also known as Trophies, right? Yes. No. No. Trophies is different. Yeah, Trophies is different. Sorry, yeah, we yeah. made it. Yeah. Um, so then Jay-Z and Jay Electronica jump on this remix that Drake did, and they put their own verses to it, and then Jay-Z drops this reference about Drake in it. Both guys are very smart. Both Jay-Z and Drake are very smart, mm. and Dr and they're both very calculated, but, but Drake is very, very... If Drake didn't respond to Kendrick... Mm -hmm then I guess he won't respond to Hove, although Hove is the top of the mountain and Kendrick is one of Drake's contemporaries, like they're on the same level. Maybe Drake thinks he's, yeah, no, they're on the same level because maybe not in album sales, but as far as like um, a status in the hip hop game. Who's in? Kendrick and... Kendrick, Kendrick and Drake, I think are the same. Mm, I don't know about that. No? Okay, no. you think Drake, Drake is higher? Yeah. Okay, that's that's yeah. also fair. That's yeah, also yeah. fair. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean... So, I, so, so, like, yeah. I... I Drake. I don't think he should. I'm just saying. I don't, I don't think, think he should either. I don't think he will, actually. I don't think he will, and I don't think he should. And I think a lot of the talk about it being a diss is, like, stretching. Like, I don't really think that Jay-Z dissed him at all. He just justified what he says, which is fine. And then I understand the next couple of uh, verses were about people faking gun talk. But Jersey doesn't really no, talk, doesn't gun talk, talk gun talk. So... I don't really think that he needs to respond. The only reason that Jersey would possibly respond is like absolutely if he just decides he wants to get into a little battle of words with, with Jay-Z on some, uh, like for promotion or something like that. That's the only reason that he would. Uh, but Jersey's a smart dude. I don't think that he He didn't respond to. to Common. He didn't respond to Kendrick. He's he probably won't respond to Jay-Z. Jay-Z said in this rhyme, sorry, Mr. Drizzy, for so much art talk. Silly me rapping about that I really bought while these rappers rap about guns they ain't shot and a bunch of other silly that they ain't got that's it and you know what there's a lot of see I see here like 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 there's a lot of blogs that have put in that he said Mrs. Mrs. Drizzy, Drizzy yes. which he did not he did not if you listen to the verse he says Mr. Drizzy yeah so you know people are trying to start something the internet's the blogosphere is trying to in ignite this beef that until until Drake responds then it's not a beef. It's not a beef. That's it. Um, girls. I love it's them. It's over. I love them. Oh. Season three. Oh. 
HBO. Right. We we right. spoken we spoken a few times about this season, which yeah. was well, not good. No, not good. The first season was awesome. Second season was was cool because that was like the emergence of Adam, mm-hmm. who's like my favorite character on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lena Dunham show, but this season was all about Lena Dunham and Hannah, who was like the most obnoxious person. Most obnoxious, self-absorbed. She's just wearing. She's just wearing thin. She is. She's wearing. She's wearing like you know, like if if the first season was like, first one was it was like a revelation. I I really I was like, wow, this is some strong writing, strong characters. You don't get to see this point of view from um from women. Um, that are like twenty somethings. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you don't. And it's bold. It's a bold, bold show. Like just like sex scenes, raw sex scenes, and. You know, it's, it's I, I was like, this is bold, you know, and then and then the second seasons like you, you start, like you said, you get to see Adam emerge and stuff like that. The third season feels like, you know, year, year two and a half to three in a relationship that you're not sure you want to be with that girl. Hmm. Yeah. It's like you're kind of like, oh, man. Like, uh, she's calling again. <laughs> uh, all right, all right. Screening calls. Uh, hey, you're, look, you're looking at your text message conversation. There's like yeah. four or five bubbles of her yeah. bubbles, and there's no response from yeah. you. And yeah. then, it, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, hey, babe, what are you doing? Um, with the dudes, uh, we're just, uh, like I told you, we're going to this, we're just having a drink. <clears throat> My my big problem yeah. of this of season three was there's nobody to root for except for Adam. You kind of root for Adam. Maybe it's because I'm a male. Mm. It's probably because I'm a male and I see the male perspective. But like none of the women in the show, the four main characters, were really that interesting anymore. Marnie was just meandering in nothingness yeah. and trying maybe to like start her musical career. Shoshana was like a caricature of this she was stressed a out, yeah. anxious student in graduate school she the, was a much much more developed character in the first couple of seasons yeah the brit was just in rehab and just falling back off the wagon or whatever and then hannah was like struggling to maintain some artistic integrity i guess mm. as a writer but what happened to her ebook the uh, editor died and then what does that storyline go and then she gets a job at gq it just and then she's just really selfish and annoying yeah, yeah. Like, why would Adam want to stay with someone like that? Yeah, it was, it was just, it was just, it, it started grating on me. Yeah. And it was, it just it became a little tedious, and I just, I just felt that like, and, and then you know, I, like the season ender wasn't bad. Yeah. It was probably the best episode of the whole season. I thought that or when they go to the house, they go to like that little uh, cottage. Oh yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. That was a good one, but. You know, I don't know, man. It's like the the show was more consistent over the first season. Second season had a little falters too, and then this this season was like really, really, I don't know, just dragged for a long time. And I just I only watched it because I was like, I started watching this. I'm gonna make it through the <laughs> end of the season. That's you know what I'm saying. Yeah. You just gotta see it through. And you know. It, like I like that um, Hannah's character is gonna. She's now looks like she's gonna go to. On a spoiler alert, now looks like she's gonna go to graduate school. That's interesting that she's trying to now follow. It took her a while to find her, like have courage to find her uh, her artistic uh, thing. So now she's falling through with it. I think that's interesting. I think that's interesting. But it just took too long for me to get there. And the other characters are still pretty underdeveloped. Like Shoshana is just. I don't even understand that character right now. <laughs> Me she's, either. She's a joke. She just wants Ray back now because she found out that he crushed 
uh, Marnie, Marnie and a dude that looks like Ray and if he Hanley. crushed Marnie, if he crushed Marnie, a dude that looks like Ray, he should he should lock Marnie in a room. <laughs> like it's like Chris Rock once said there, you know, when he when he heard, found out that Jermaine Dupri was dating Janet Jackson, Janet Jackson. like they're selling Bentleys for four bucks. <laughs> Anyone could get one. Uh, lastly, your Toronto Raptors. Yeah, man. Playoff bound. Yeah, man. Clinch, clinch the playoffs. Yeah, man. Listen, everybody wrote these guys off, man. You know what I'm it saying? It was tanked for Wiggins yeah. for like the first 20 games, yeah. 30 games of the yeah. season. You know what I mean? Especially when the trade happened, everybody was just like, well, it's a wrap. Yeah, Rudy you know? Gay gets sent to Sacramento uh, for Patrick Patterson and... Patrick Payne? Uh, who else? Oh, Chuck Hayes and uh, John Salmons came over as well. I'm trying to Salmons. Remember. Yeah. But yeah, man. And, and and Patterson's out, and he's he's a he's a great uh, addition to the bench, and he, yes. he's he's just amazing. I uh, can't wait for him to come back. But um, but yo, man, rugged raps, man. They 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 put the work in. They put the work in. Um, although the past couple of games they haven't been very defensive oriented. But but. They put the work in. They really worked the defense. And, uh, you know, DeRozan, man, double D. <laughs> Can't go wrong with double D. Cannot go wrong with double Ds. You know, so. Um, Pour out a little sum for double Ds. You know what I mean? And and my man, Mike Lowry. Mike Lowry. Kyle, yeah, Mike, <laughs> Kyle Lowry. <laughs> when, I, when, I, when I met Kyle Lowry for the first time, I just, so I'm doing this interview with this Papa Shot thing, just in the middle of it, I'm like, Mike Lowry. I'm like, I'm sorry, man. I'm like, everybody says that to you, right? He's like, yeah. Yeah. And that movie came out in 95. Yeah. So for over 15 years, right. people have been saying, Kyle Lowry, Mike Lowry. <laughs> like, over 20 years, 20 <laughs> years, people have been saying, Mike Lowry. Was he annoyed by it, though? Was yeah, it like, yeah, he's like, yeah, he was. He's yeah. Like, yeah. But it was, it was like halfway through. Like, it wasn't right at the beginning, which most people probably say that mm -hmm. to him upon meeting him or whatever right, in the first, right, like, right. 30 seconds. Right. Kyle Lowry, love that dude. Yeah. Hopefully Toronto can hang on to him because his trade value is huge. Tremendous. He's going to get a fat deal tremendous directed by rt on Gia twitter Gia. Uh, same on instagram same on instagram directed by RT. will you make post you're a director you make be beautiful visuals post more on, on your instagram yeah, feed. my thing man i like to i like to make sure my instagram is like it's stuff that i really think that people should see i don't just take pictures of my shoes my shoes dirty <laughs> you know or look at his cheeseburger oh Brent. that's me you know what i'm saying that's me yeah food porn yeah food porn indeed thank you for stopping by Jim man we'll get uh, get you on this soon all right it's his favorite day what could make cabbie feel this way my guy my guy my guy talking about my guy Mondays. Back in the seat to my left on My Guy Mondays, Nigel Downer has returned. Yeah, what up, what up, what the up? The prodigal son has returned. Yeah, I'm back, son, I'm back. Just, what's what's the rest of uh, Jump Around? Just like the prodigal son, I've returned. returned. Yeah, yeah, that, I think that's so, right. So, 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 get, get burned. <laughs> I don't, uh, if you want to jam with a shotgun. Yeah. Oh, yeah, if you come to battle, bring a shotgun. That's right. Because if you do, I will do it with you to the death. Yeah, like, you know, you know how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> um, House of Pain, jump yep. around. Yep. On Twitter and Instagram. Oh, wait, it's different. Twitter, yeah. it's at Nigel Downer. That's right. Instagram is at underscore Nigel uh, Downer. No, uh, at Nigel underscore Downer. At Nigel underscore Downer. Instagram, but Twitter, it's at Nigel Downer. Yes, sir. Uh, so I'm, on my way here, I went to, I stopped in at Fresh. Nice. Okay. Fresh is like, has uh, the monopoly on how the public has 
fully bought organic, this whole organic movement. I go in there, instead of getting a slice of pizza, which is what I really wanted, I'm like, let me try to make a healthier choice. So I walk into Fresh, which it, for those people outside of Toronto, it's, a, it's like a vegetarian restaurant. Everything is veggie, everything's organic, fresh, all that stuff. But like hyper vegetarian though, like hyper vegetarian. Yeah, man. it's like it's like they pull the stuff out of the earth and just send it right there. Yeah. Like they don't wash anything. No. It just goes right there. Including to be the staff. Yeah, including the staff. Yeah, they they have like hemp. Like they just, they wear the clothes <laughs> yeah. that you make from the earth. Yeah, they're organic. They're all organic. But shout out to Fresh because I got a couple people that work there. So, <laughs> <laughs> so stuff in the Fresh. It's yeah. jammed. Okay, it's packed. And I just want to get a juice. I want to get like a smoothie or whatever. And the the ratio, it's like, it's one of those spots that if you're like a single guy and if there's a fresh in your city and in, in like a big market or whatever, that's the spot you need to check on the regular. Okay. There's like yoga class yeah. and there's fresh yeah. because the ratio was like 90, 10. I saw babies in there. I saw mm -hmm. like two women or two mothers, I suppose, with babies. And that's all the dudes in there were on like dates. It was like a brunch date or yeah. like a a post workout date which is actually a very strategic move very very so very smart you, so you've been to fresh i have multiple times why uh look okay i'm gonna give you the deal fresh is the place you go to if you feel really guilty about your life right especially about your yeah. eating habits or uh especially yeah. if you want to go to the gym you go to the gym you want to eat something nice you know what i mean like half the time we're gonna go to the gym then we'll go hey guys you guys want to go get wings or whatever yeah, right yeah, yeah. but you want to go get yourself some fresh man you put something nice in your system make yourself feel rejuvenated and you know you don't feel guilty spending 20 bucks uh, yeah, exactly. The smoothie was like eight bucks. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. I had like I, I only bought a, this one particular smoothie just because one of the ingredients was kale. Yeah. So I've been brainwashed too. I've been brainwashed. I'm like kale. I like broccoli, but I'm not gonna have broccoli in a drink. That's so I'm like kale, but it had like strawberries. It had all these other things that I I I know and I enjoy. But kale is like punishment. It's like eating a handful of grass. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, oh man, let and me that's where they it. get you. They get you on the things that you know that you won't buy yourself, that you won't uh, actively go out and pursue. Yeah. There's no way, like kale. Are you kidding me? I mean, I'm a, I mean look, I'm, a, I'm an athletic, sporty-looking dude, but there's no way you're gonna catch me in the grocery store just like checking out leaves of kale, just kind of comparing <laughs> yeah. them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh man, I was, you know, and I really just wanted. After this, I'll probably just go get the pizza. I really just wanted the pizza. <laughs> I was like, let me just, uh, let me just. Uh, Make a smarter choice, and I just had to like go on not a rant, but I had to like, I don't know. They they've got it. They've cornered the market. Fresh yeah. and all these veggie spots that have opened up, sprung up in the last no pun intended, sprung sprung up in the last like two years. You guys are, hey, it's smart business because there's so many people, certainly in like big metropolitan areas where people try to have like healthier lifestyles, be outdoors, all this sort of thing. They're cornering it, man. Yep. I, I want to buy. I gotta. We gotta like get in on one yeah 100 percent. but they're good though man like they're delicious like i remember when i was working at the main stage of second city we used to uh after we had rehearsals all day so we'd finish around like six but we started at i don't know like uh like 12 in the afternoon uh i want to feel good about my choices because i felt like complete garbage i wasn't sure if i was funny anymore we'd all go get fresh and I, i'd stretch that out like one of their like uh one of their bowls because they have different uh types of bowls that you can get uh i would stretch that meal out for like two three days son because you get so much Because you get so much food with fresh, yeah. So it's uh, great. It's really great. So wait, great. you're just like brown rice, friggin' soya beans. Yeah, and but yeah, brown rice, soya beans, what, uh, like, coconut, what, uh, dragon fruit, a real <laughs> dragon. <laughs> like they put in all kinds of crazy stuff that you would never have. <laughs> I get dragon sweat. It's, yeah. it's super organic. Yeah, yeah. To borrow a line from Ron James, uranium, <laughs> also organic. <laughs> so um, speaking of uranium, 
Uh, so you're like my resident comic expert. Two friends who are huge comic book guys, you and Ari. And this, uh, I guess starting next week, mm-hmm. is like the first of the slate of uh, summer comic book movies. So we're only going to talk about the comic book blockbusters, not like the other ones. Yeah. Um, so on the, I'm going to just quickly outline this list. And... Um, you tell me if there's one you won't see, and then tell me the one you are the most excited to see. Okay, so okay. April 4th, Captain America. Yes. May 2nd, Spider-Man 2. Mm-hmm. May 23rd, X-Men, Days of Future Past, which yes. you have to explain to me, because I don't really understand how mm-hmm. Professor X died, yep. and then he's in this movie. Yep. Okay? Um, June 27th, Transformers, is it four or five? This one would technically be four. Technically four? Yeah. Um, August 1st, Guardians of the Galaxy, which you tried to explain to me once. August 8th, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. And August 22nd, Sin City Part 2. Right. Okay. So let's do this. Let's go with the most current in terms of the trailer, the teaser just dropped for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It okay. just dropped. Okay. Have you seen it? I've seen it. Okay. So check it out. For it created people, a bit of a stir online. Like people a were bit, like. A huge stir, dude. Do a lot of mine. Let me tell you why? this. If you haven't seen okay. it right now, I'm going to tell you exactly what it is in two seconds. All right. Transformers, but green. That's it. It literally <laughs> is the same thing. Because Michael Bay produced it, but this is the thing. Uh, I was listening to another dude rant about this, that even though he didn't direct it, it's still 100% Michael Bay flavor. It's still flavor. There's a lot of flare lights. Like, you know, it could have been J.J. Abrams for all we know. You right. know what I mean? A lot of flares. It definitely has his aesthetic. Like, yeah. that kind of, his, his visual style. A lot of slow-mo camera rotating. You know what I mean? So yeah. we get the full effect. And then when, like, there's impact, impacts in slow motion, so you can see, like, the million particles of debris. Yeah. Why did this cause a stir online when the Teenage Mutant Ninja, Ninja Turtles uh, teaser came out? Okay, so before before the teaser dropped, the big stir was the um the, the reimagining of the turtles. So I guess what had come out first was that the turtles were going to be an alien race that oh, were okay. on that were that were on Earth. So that was like the big thing. Like you can't mess with the lore, man. You just can't really mess with it that. So far, they're right? aliens, the turtles. N- well, no, no, in they're the, not. In the comic book, not even. No, no oh. that's the thing. That's what caused so much commotion. This one now, I believe, what the stir is for the current uh, retelling, reimagining of this story, is that um, Shredder, who is the main villain, and uh, and Splinter, who is the uh, who is like the, the sensei, the sensei yeah. right to to the turtles, they have a different dynamic in this one so they're not like uh, so much rivals as business partners and they kind of come up with the from what we've gathered from what little they've given us they come up with the ooze that creates the turtles that's what Uh. it looks like and also Shredder is not uh, of Asian descent at all so in the in the comic book Shredder was like a giant rat no not Shredder Splinter uh, the father yes. figure to Splinter, the turtles was, right. a, was a was like a mutated rat. Yeah, originally, originally he was a sensei though, right? So he was a martial artist, uh, and then he became mutated into a mat into uh, into a rat. But but that's a different iteration as well because oh, there it is? is yeah because there's a couple different tellings and uh, and in one I believe in the original I don't believe he's a rat. Shredder was like this. He looked like a samurai, like that kind of yeah. outfit with yeah. these giant like spikes on him and stuff. He does have that uh, classic samurai look where he's got the big, you know, the big helmet, which is pretty badass. Uh, his colors were like silver and purple, and he's, he led the Foot Clan, which was his, uh, which was his crew, right? His crew of guys that would go down and uh, that's another thing that the Foot Clan is now they look like. Uh, man, you know what they look like? They look like uh, guys who are following, you know. Um, Bane in uh, Dark Knight Rises. Like, they look okay. like a bunch of dudes that have guns and, like... Just an, another comic book just reference. An, yeah, another comic book <laughs> reference. Yeah, you guys are welcome. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm on IMDb, and 
So the interesting thing is uh, um, Megan Fox, who had a huge falling out with Michael Bay after the second Transformers movie. That's right. Is the the female She's the lead, lead yeah. in this one? Yeah. So that's and that's another thing. Is she? Is she? Oh, William Fitchner yes. is Shredder. Yeah, yes. that guy's been in a ton of movies. Exactly. Great uh, character actor. Yeah. So is she? Is she the right person for this April O'Neil? Like, I kind of feel like we wanted to have somebody that we didn't know because Megan Fox. We know Megan Fox, right? Yeah. And those shots. All the shots that you see in the teaser are the exact same ones pulled from Transformers. I just feel like <laughs> they just CGI a yellow those, jacket those, on. Yeah. yeah, lifted those uh, those shots yeah. and just put a friggin' yellow yeah yellow yeah. jacket on. Because there's all that like her looking up like kind of cloudy eyed and, and misty faced or whatever. Are you going? Okay, are you excited for this one? And will you spend the twelve bucks or fourteen bucks to see this one? I will see this. So yes, I'm excited. Uh, I will see this one uh, on a Tuesday. So I will I will get I will get a little bit of a discount on that. Okay, <laughs> here in Canada we have I don't know if this is true in the United States, but in Canada on Tuesdays, that's like it used to be half price, but it's a discounted uh, day to go to the movies. Cineplex came up with a way to like, hey man, we're, nobody's coming to see the movies on the on the weekday, so Tuesdays and Kentucky Fried Chicken also. Yep, that's right. So Tuesdays, I, so I will, I will I will make uh, don't two do stops. It. Don't Wait, don't. What? Don't. Oh, wait, stop. Don't do it. The first stop is going to be at the dollar store. <laughs> grab myself uh grab myself a blue Gatorade. <laughs> maybe some uh some plantain chips. <laughs> That'll run me about 3 bucks. And then I'll go to KFC. Come on. Okay. I asked you not to do it. I had to go there. there stop was promoting the stereotype. <laughs> so, okay, so on the on the the list of uh of those comic book movies, is there a comic movie that you will that you don't have an interest in? Captain America, Spider Man Two, X Men, Transformers Four, Guardians of the Galaxy, and Sin City Two. Uh, I think I think uh, Sin City is probably the the one that I'm least really? interested in. I That's think surprising to me. Why are you you least excited to see Sin City, which is based on those Frank Frank Miller graphic yeah, Frank novels? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think what it is, is is a time thing for me. It just until I see some more stuff because that the production of that movie like really stumbled for a long time like we actually should have had that already i can't remember the first the first one came out in like oh seven i want to say oh seven i think you're right with oh seven oh five oh five wow so it's been almost 10 years since yeah. the first sin city came out yeah so i mean when, when i see some more stuff like i might actually be uh, i might be reinvested in it but right now it's definitely not on my list uh, that I gotta see. So Robert Rodriguez and Frank Miller himself is also listed as a as a, a director, director. This one, Jessica Alba, Mickey Rourke, Rosario Dawson. Uh, Mickey Rourke had a great character. Uh, that yeah, Bruce Willis is in it. Jordan Joseph Gordon Levitt. It's got a great cast. Yeah, I mean they brought it. They brought everybody back Mickey too. Rourke. Like so, it's great. Lady Gaga's in this one. Guys, she got nothing else to do. Jeremy with Piven, Ray Liotta, Christopher Lloyd. Wow, this is a. Dennis Haysbert, shout out to President Palmer from uh, <laughs> the Jack Bauer yeah. uh, from Jack uh, Twenty Four. Twenty Four. I just call it Jack Bauer. <laughs> uh, I was just thinking about um, Jessica Alba uh, because I was on the way over. I was thinking about uh, Captain America and how Captain America is like a lot cooler. Like just based on the trailers, he looks cool and like the villain looks cool. I don't remember this particular comic being cool. And then I thought of the actor. I think it's Chris, not Chris Pine, Chris Evans. Yeah. And then how Chris Evans got a second chance in the movies because he was in the Fantastic Four That's movies. That's right, he was Johnny Storm. Which were terrible. Horrible. And Jessica Alba is probably the worst actress of her generation. Yeah. I know she's beautiful, but as an actor, like, can you, th is there like one movie that you can think of that like, you know what, she was not bad. To even give her a Jeez. not bad in. Oh, it might be Sin City. 
Because Sin yeah. City was such a dope movie. And she wasn't too... I think she played the stripper in that one. Uh, yeah. yeah and she I think wasn't right. that bad. But, uh, <laughs> and, but, and then your guy, Ryan Reynolds, who has not been given another chance nope. to be a superhero. Actually, he was in... The Green Lantern. He's in Green Lantern, Lantern. Sorry, yeah, and he was also he was a lead in Green Lantern, which it was horrible. Uh, and then he was, was also he, in Blade. Was he was oh, uh, yeah, he was Blade, in Blade Three. Three. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he was in R.I.P.D., which was uh, the Men in Black part. Basically, Men in Black Part Like Four. Right. Yes. Absolutely. And uh, lest we not forget, he was in uh, the Wolverine, I believe. Oh right? yeah, as uh, he was Deadpool. No, no, Deadpool. Deadpool, which is a great character. Uh, yeah, he was Deadpool. Which is which is what he was supposed to uh, kind of carry on, uh, carry on that torch, but that it just never it never happened, never materialized. Okay, Wolverine, can you explain to me the X Men movie, like Days right. of Future? What, what's happening? Here? So Days of Future Past is a storyline. I want to say that was in like the late seventies, maybe early eighties. In a nutshell, what happens is our future, uh, our future is uh, is pretty post apocalyptic. All okay. right. So the uh, the X Men of our present. Uh, get in touch with the ones from the future and then have to go into the past to change things for the present that will obviously affect the future. So it's going to be like some butterfly effect type issue. 100%. Yeah. So once you start messing with time travel, like I guess you have to just let the the suspension of disbelief, what a tongue twister, um, and just go with it. Yeah. So wait, so Professor X is dead though. In the third one, Brett Ratner screwed up the X-Men movies, and I'm going to have Sean Ashmore on this uh, podcast, he Ice plays Man. Iceman, yeah. to explain that, because he he's, he's in all the X-Men movies. Um, so, Professor X gets killed by the Phoenix. Yeah, let me, let me tell you something about comics, all okay. right? Number one rule of comics, nobody ever dies. <laughs> That's the number one rule of comics. I don't care. I don't care when they die because they always come back, man. Like characters that have died in like, you know, even before we were born, like characters, if they've died, they'll bring them back for a next generation. So nobody ever dies. Remember that storyline where Batman died? Remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Remember that storyline? No, where, it was, yeah, Superman. Superman died too. Yeah. And Batman died too. They all come back, man. Bane, Bane broke his back. Is that how he died? No, 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 no. Uh, Batman died, uh, I believe it was one of the lantern. I think it was in a lantern story. Oh. Um, but uh, I could definitely be wrong on that. But he, regardless, he dies. The story's called, yeah, he, he dies. Spider-Man 2. That's the sec- That's the one that I'm not really on board with. Okay. So believe it or not. I, I feel like, I, I, I like The Amazing Spider-Man. I like the first one. I was like, this is all right. Like the uh, reboot. Sorry, the reboot. Yeah, yeah. The Amazing Spider-Man. Um, it was all right. I feel like this one might suffer from the same thing that Sam Raimi's did, uh, Spider-Man 3, when you have too many villains, man. Like in this trailer, that we, the current trailer that we have now for The Amazing Spider-Man 2, you have the rhino, uh, you have the green, a new green goblin, uh, and you have Electro, all right? Wait, who's rhino? Which one's that one? Paul Giamatti. Paul Giamatti's in yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Okay, what, yeah. What, what, what's his power, the so, rhino? So the rhino has super strength, right? So okay. he, And he has impenetrable skin, but it's not his actual skin. It's like he wears this suit. Kind of like Juggernaut? Yeah, 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 exactly. Exactly. Definitely a Juggernaut feel. But, uh, I didn't even know Paul Giamatti was in this. Okay, so there's three villains. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Like, yeah. what is one versus three? Like that just doesn't work in the in the powers of the universe. Now, from what unless from, it's Michael Jordan versus the uh, Milwaukee Bucks. Oh, jeez. Like even Michael Jordan, like right now, could uh, oh, take on three of the Milwaukee Bucks and win, or uh, even the Lakers. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, that's that's very true. Um, so Spider-Man 2 and uh, so which okay so of that list which is the what's the movie that you're the most excited to see of the of the comic book movies 
this summer? Uh, I was going with I'll go with Captain America. Really? Um, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty stoked to see that. And, Who's the um, villain in X-Men. that one? Uh, that that gentleman's name is um, the Winter Soldier, which is the subtitle of the of isn't the movie. What isn't that what Captain America is? Isn't he the Winter Soldier? Captain America is not the Winter Soldier. No. <laughs> what was this? Didn't this? Didn't the first one take place in the winter time? Uh, yeah, during the war. During the war. Yeah. Oh, the villain. The first one was the the guy with the red Red face. Skull. Red Skull. Red Skull. That's right. And that was uh, Hugo Weaving, right? That's right. The Who's classic. A brilliant yeah. actor. Yeah. Amazing. Brilliant. Remember, remember the fifth of September? No, the fifth of November. Yeah, fifth of November. Yeah, let's go with November. I think it's I think it's November. Shout out to V for Vendetta. Okay, so uh, the Winter so- what's what's the Winter Soldier's power? Okay, so spoiler alert. I'm gonna say this right now. Spoiler okay. alert, because from going forward, like fast I'm gonna forward. tell you, yeah, fast forward. I'm gonna tell you who this is. The Winter Soldier is actually Bucky. Bucky was uh, Captain America's sidekick, much like Batman to Robin or Robin to Batman, right? Okay. So in the movie, in Captain America, we see this Bucky character fall off of a train towards the very end of the movie. So what happens is uh, the communist government, the Russians, they find his body and then they do some super soldier like uh, testing to him. And so then they have their own version of Captain America. With, they call him the Winter Soldier. Okay. So he's this like this really intense like uh, spy for the Russians. And so now he comes back and he tries to own Captain America because he's pissed. He's got a vendetta, right? <laughs> so it's like real life United States versus Russia. Like what's going on in the Ukraine and everything like that. Yeah, that's Putin it right versus now. Obama. Perfect timing. Yeah. And Putin right now has his, it doesn't is not wearing a shirt. No. And he's and he's doing push ups, but like he's inverted. <laughs> he's, and he's on like on a cliff. And he's doing like yeah, vertical push ups. <laughs> I guess being as though you are an artist, you're a visual artist. Yeah. Um and you take great photos on Instagram. Drake's got a uh, the fourth or fifth annual OVO Fest, which happens Carabana Weekend here in Toronto. So yeah. Carabana Weekend is this huge Caribbean festival. There's a giant parade. There's like a million people that come to watch the parade. It's been going on for about 30 years in Toronto. There's so many different Caribbean cultures in this city, this melting pot of a city. And Drake has this festival sort of the, like the Sunday and the Monday of this particular weekend. So the provincial government... Uh, gave the OVO Fest, the organizers, a grant of $300,000 to mm-hmm. stage this event, which there's a basketball uh, tournament, there's a panel, a music panel, and then there's obviously the two shows, the first show being out- headlined by Outkast and the second show uh, being outlined by Drake himself. You okay with the $300,000 uh, grant given to OVO Fest? Uh, this, is, this is a little fact check. This is the fifth. This is the, the fifth, fifth. Yep. excuse me, yeah, yep. thank no you. problem. Um, <laughs> am I okay with this? I don't, I'm very conflicted, very conflicted, just from the information that I've read and taken in about this whole thing. I mean, this guy is literally tossing money, right? Like, he's just literally figuratively tossing he, yeah, money. Yeah, he did, at a strip club in Charlotte. Right. Came in with a box of 50,000 in ones. Yeah, okay, and then Ontario government was like, yeah, we're definitely going to give you $300,000. I understand why they're doing it. It makes a lot of sense, because we got to, man. We got, we, I feel like we're just... Uh, pumping a little bit too much into into our homegrown talent here into one specific uh, uh artist okay you know what i mean uh i feel like and, and another thing to tag on to this whole controversy is that the uh the toronto international jazz festival uh initially got denied their application for any amount of dollars from the ontario government right so it's like okay cool so now one what is priority or two uh what else do we want to promote here 
Like, who do we want to give this cash to, man? Like, there's a lot of cool things happening in these smaller hoods uh, that Toronto wants to support. Uh, OVO comes in, uh, and Drake has got just blast the city with like all these artists that people want to see and every year it gets bigger and bigger and bigger how much is are they bringing in like do does he actually need support from our provincial government that's what i want to ask does he need the support does he need it i well i suppose if they applied for it it's like free money like yeah and apparently i read this article read this article on billboard that his last one uh, by some box office score or whatever, generated a, th- a million dollars at the box office, mm-hmm. the, the fourth one, which had Kanye was a surprise closer. They had uh, Puffy and Mace and had a bunch of artists. Like Drake has just absolutely spoiled the city with this OVO Fest because he's got these giants in hip-hop coming to Toronto to perform. Eminem, Jay-Z, Lil Wayne, to n- Nicki Minaj, to name a few. Like, it's... it's um. Yeah, it's impressive. It's it's very impressive. But you know what's not impressive is that if I go to a Raptors game and if I'm getting a nice black gold foiled OVO t-shirt, that shit's in large or extra large. You got mad money. Make some sizes and throw them out proper. <laughs> if Ontario is giving you money, throw us some shirts that fit, man. Throw us some shirts that fit. I'm medium, bro. Medium. I feel. Hook us up. <laughs> That's what the money should be going to. So it's the the medium T-shirts. Yeah, the smaller yeah. medium T-shirts. To the to the people with smaller framed. All right. Not everybody's going to the Raptors games that are wearing double XL. You know what I mean? There are some. Hey, Toronto's got some big people. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of I kind of feel like uh, Drake gets a little bit of a bad rap in this way because he's super successful. Yeah. And he does make millions of dollars. Like it's rare that an artist pays for their own concert. True. Like they pay, they don't. I mean, they pay for the the venue, but like the actual staging and the crew and all that kind of stuff. That's usually, you know, that's some kind of deal with the venue where, um, you know, maybe the artist will get a certain percentage of the ticket sales, and then they'll sell all the merch, those T-shirts that you talked about, and those, and that's where the artist will make a lot of their money. So I kind of feel like he gets he's getting a little bit of a bad rap in that way. And three hundred thousand dollars would probably go to. Fly some of these people in, like Outcast is the is the headliner. Yeah, for day one, yeah. And they're not. It's not like Andre and uh, Sir Lucius Leftfoot uh, are going to be taking a bus here. They're not going to jump on a Greyhound for seventy nine bucks and drive up from Atlanta. Them brothers need to be put on a private jet. It's going to be awesome. Have you gone to one yet? I no, I haven't. I've, I've been, been to uh, one. I've been itching to go, man. This one is. I, I remember last year I didn't get to. I didn't go, and I was. I'm so dumb. I was. Yeah, like, we we had uh, an opportunity to to go, and then we just we both just didn't cash in on yeah, it, we're uh, which was which was idiotic. Because then we followed it on Twitter, yeah, like we're... complete morons. And every I would say every thirty to forty five minutes was like, oh my god, so and so is here, and people yeah. just losing their minds. Absolutely. And so me and Cab are just texting each other back and forth, like, cool. So uh, we made a great choice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is awesome. Just sitting on our respective couches, just yeah. following this on our freaking phones and not like absorbing the the greatness that was on that particular stage at the uh, Molson Amphitheater. Yeah. I'm going to try to go this year. Last year, I, we, I know we were talking, you and I and actually RT as well, that like Drake had to like, it was it was Andre's who he, because Andre 3000 was sort of, he kind of vanished from the public mm-hmm. public eye. He, he was doing the Jimi Hendrix movie and he wasn't making any music and he's one of those artist that has this mystique about him because he's so talented one of the top five greatest lyricists on so many different lists but then like he stayed out of the public eye so it just it built his mystique and uh, we're like he's got to get Andre 3000 I think 
like I don't know how Drake tops it, and he's he spoiled us. But if for the sixth one, he can, he either has to bring out Lauren Hill, he has to like get the Fuji's back, yeah, or get like Tribe Called Quest back. <sighs> I, I don't I don't know which one would be bigger. I think Lauren Hill might be bigger, but. I think one of those two, because then he's already had Jay-Z on stage, already had Eminem on stage, already had Kanye on stage. It's like, who's left? I, I would love if he was to bring back like some vintage, like some real old school troops. Like you said, like having, having tried back, uh, that would be amazing. That would be that huge. Would, but you know, I, if, if he brought... If you brought them back, then I'm like, you know, you you bring back everybody. And when I say everybody, you bring back like leaders of the new school. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you you bring back those cats. You know what I mean? Bust just have a giant posse cut yeah, on yeah. stage. Just do the scenario remix, yeah. and it's like a third. It's like the, you know, yeah, 45 minute session yeah. of just like, you know what yes. I mean? Yeah. Uh, like, dude, like, give us yeah. Start start giving us like eras of yeah. of hip hoppers man like you know let's hit that like uh late 80s or early 90s when we know and we loved hip hop and hip hop was so ingrained and instilled in us and it was a way of life now i'm not saying it was my way of life uh because i'm not going to i'm not going to try like you know and act like i'm that guy but i'm going to say that was music that i enjoyed and from what we garnered from it what we took back from it it was amazing it was it was amazing time for hip hop Nigel Downer, uh, thank you for stopping by. Oh, man, always a pleasure. Thank you. Always a pleasure having you on Twitter. Once again, it's at Nigel Downer, and then on Instagram, it's... At Nigel underscore Downer. Takes the best pictures out there. Well, I don't know about the best. I, I take some okay ones. Hey, but uh, listeners, uh, if you guys have an idea, if you if, you, if there's something you want me to shoot, I'm going to say it here first. Okay. Uh, hit me up on Twitter or hit me up on Instagram. Uh, let me know because I'm kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm always looking for new ways to, to be inspired and, and things that I want to shoot. So you never know. Maybe I'll take you up on that. Word. It's his favorite day. What could make Cabby feel this way, way, my guy, my guy, my guy, talking about my guy, Mondays. He makes his return to my guy Mondays, my good friend Neil Scott on Twitter. It's the Neil Scott. Yes, sir. I don't know why I always, I'm always like questioning is the Neil Scott, but the Neil Scott. Uh, welcome back. Thank you, sir. How uh, are you? I'm excellent. Where's the plane? No idea. Isn't that crazy? Where, where's we're on the plane? planes a lot too. Yes. I don't know, man. There's some bad stuff out there. I've learned a lot of stuff about planes. Like a lot of stuff, not about planes, about that ocean. It's apparently one of the ocean or the ocean it's in has like a, I don't want to say toilet bowl effect, but there's a circular thing that debris actually gets stuck in and caught and they thought it was nice. Really? Yeah. So it's like a quicksand in the ocean. Yeah. Like quicks and just, and it's like a, what, what, like a, like a tornado looks like. Yeah. What, like funneling down into the, I don't know, the deep recesses of the yeah. ocean floor and into the earth itself. It's, what are we on, like, the 25th day or 27th? Something like that. It's, all, it's been March almost a month yeah. since, the, you know, the it's 200 plus. It's eh? outrageous, uh, Did you know that planes have times where they lose if they go far? And I, you, we travel lots of places. I never knew this. They have times where they actually say, okay, goodbye. They're going to lose radio contact for a small part of time. No, I didn't know that. Yeah. Like when they well when they're going like through like mountains and stuff I imagine no I guess it's like going over the water for a long period of time or something like that I I don't know like please this is not scientific fact but <laughs> I I'm shocked right now that no one's found it so the Australians today or this weekend have helped out so there's eight boats going or and it takes three to four days to get there to to have this thing that can find the black box so, and that's what they're trying to locate the black box to 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 figure out what yeah. the last moments of 
this flight were, were were because that will reveal that they have the data and will have the conversation from the cockpit, all that kind of stuff. I've I've heard one theory that there was like a fire on the yeah on the plane, and then they had to turn off a bunch of systems, including maybe the tracking beacon or whatever, and that's why it just all of a sudden went radio silent, and then you know the the crew or the pilots they tried to I don't know help this situation and then the plane you know veered off course tremendously and then it was floating and then it died yeah but the the i think they the malaysian government's been oof, uh they came out and said i think they said it's crashed but there's no evidence right now like we i'm assuming it's a crash but nobody's seen it i think, it's, I think it's crashed i mean it's it's some it's somewhere in the bottom of the indian ocean yeah and so the boat i just honestly <laughs> they say they can only find it 20,000 is their scope feet down oh, and there's wow. one part of the wherever they're looking now that it's like 19,000 but it's like mud at the bottom and everything so the, even then they're not sure oh my gosh and and it's and it's unbelievable the media attention this is getting right like CNN obviously because a plane disappeared like it's like, 2014 plays stuff just doesn't disappear anymore we have so many satellites so many ways to track us humans everywhere <laughs> we're going being recorded we record ourselves on our phones there are cameras closed circuit cameras everywhere our cell phone our cell phones are, are like our homing beacons yeah. you know it tracks our you know the websites our browsers track everywhere we go online like we're so traceable yeah. but then yet a 777 or I can't remember the, the type of the plane that is but flight 370 that vanished yeah, it's cra- and it's going to cause so many conspiracy theories. Like oh, they're yeah, going to go littered, littered on online. Dude, I was just in Washington D.C. for a week and talk about being surveyed. Like I, I just felt a little uncomfortable being like, <laughs> if I, like if I was a criminal, I'd never go to Washington D.C. because oh, you know you just feel like you're. This is where the president of the United States lives and sleeps and his family. Like there's nowhere where I'm going. Every time I went to a Starbucks, I went for a jog around the uh, Capitol building and then down through the mall. Uh, which is like just the, yeah. I, don't know, I don't know what the length of the mall is, but around the link, around the Washington Monument, around the link, uh, the Lincoln Monument, um, and the Jefferson Monument. The Jefferson one is the one that's, or no, Ben Franklin. Yeah, that's the forgotten one. Mm-hmm. Nobody goes out to rep see Ben Franklin. Um, but anyway, I, as I was jogging, I was like, right now there's. There's probably like seven drones above, you know, 15,000 feet <laughs> above me. Right that are, I'm telling you, yeah. <laughs> you're talking about, you, you, bring up, you bring up like conspiracy <laughs> theories and there I am right there. Just, uh, you're just like, like I, and I'm, I don't know if anyone knows, but I'm hearing this for the first time and I'm concerned of what you're saying to me because I'm like, <laughs> where's this coming from? I don't know, well, dude, I, no, it's, not, it's, just, it's just coming from a certain uneasy feeling just being walking yeah. around there that like and i you know the end of the the run i was staying at the the w just down the street from the white house end of the run i'm one i'm running past the white house with this long stretch there's multiple police cars i i felt safe but i felt like i was being recorded yes well like the white house when you see it for the first time because we've seen it so many times on tv movies whatever you see it the first time it's actually a little bit like breathtaking still yeah because it's different right but there is so many you could never even get to that house no i mean like, obviously, like, obviously the iron but, gates yeah, and all but that everything stuff. else yeah. is there's no they have i mean I, I found out they had snipers on they have snipers on the roof at all time yeah i think so yeah. so if anyone even like tries to run and jump and then stuff like that yeah you're just getting, you're getting sniped I, I don't yeah i can't imagine anyone shout out that to uh, olympus has fallen that's like a pretty good have you seen that one <laughs> no. Gerard, uh, uh, gerard butler it's pretty good actually it's like a decent uh did you see it in the theater 
I did not. Okay, because uh, if you did, I'd have to go with you and tell you the 30, 40 minutes in the middle where you fall asleep. That is, <laughs> that's usually the role that I play. <laughs> Oddly enough, it's taken me about eight viewings to, to get to it because I've fallen asleep a bunch of times. Like, let me just finish this movie. I'm on like the last 30 minutes. And you make up your own plot. That's always killer. You, we fell asleep <laughs> one movie. Oh, I forget what it was. It was the one where Woody Harrelson was a cop. Right? Yeah, and uh, he, totally Rampart, made a, yeah. Rampart. he totally made up a whole new plot. I'm like, that is nothing. Like, I sat through this. And now you're telling me what happened. I was like, nobody, oh. nobody raps for Rampart. Rampart was the predecessor to True Detective. Do you were you on uh, True Detective? True Detective. I want to. And did you watch the? Since we're talking the way off base, the Kevin Spacey one, the House of Cards. House of Cards is that what it's called or House of Lies? House of Lies is Don Cheadle. Oh yeah, that's House a of good Cards show. Is Kevin yeah, Spacey. I just watched that season two. That season two. Is, so oh, that's exactly. when you talk about that. That is. Oh, you've been crushing out shows. Netflix. Yeah. I'm telling you, I gotta yeah. get on House of Cards. I'm not on it yet. House of Lies, 100 on it. House of Cards, I haven't jumped in yet. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm coming off of that Don Cheadle show now. It's just getting a little too much for me. But the the Spacey one was good. Very good. Very good. Uh, I, I haven't seen any. Any new movies? I haven't seen the 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 one with the the how the Wall, Wolf of Wall Street. Haven't no, I haven't yet? seen that. Dude, I'm about to go buy it on Blu-ray, son. Is that what, I want to own that. Really? Yeah. People still buy and stuff like. I like, don't know. Like, if people still buy, <laughs> buy Blu-ray. I, I I do just to have like a little bit of a library at my place, and if ever I'm feeling a particular mood, I'm like, oh, I'll just throw something on, which doesn't happen that often because I'm usually just on my computer. Yeah. And I'm just looking at for new videos and just yeah. reading. The websites that I read, etc. It seems but, like a longer process because I haven't since uh, the insanity videos <laughs> had to put in a DVD <laughs> into a machine. Like it's just you're so I'm so lazy now. Like I'm like unbelievable. I'm like oh the converter for Netflix is over there. It's like a foot away. Now it's like gotta get up, get the DVD out, put it in, change the setting. You know how you gotta do stuff. Now you just click this button. I can't get lazier. It's unbelievable. Even today coming here. Should I tab? Should I walk? Should I? Then, and then I'm in a taxi. I live ten minutes away. You're walked. It's, I, it's nice. It's a gorgeous day. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know what the segue is for this, but uh, have you seen Lindsay Lohan's Hands List? Yes. By the way, I saw her interview on Oprah. I don't know if it's new or whatever. If that's old, I think it's old. she is a disaster. Lohan. Lindsay like, is, yeah. is is you're. Her, it's she's, not, had, she's seen better days. Like she looks and just it's it's not going well for her. It's not going to end well for her. She's partied. She's yeah. partied in her lifetime. Yes, she is uh, weathered. Like the, if you lived in a tanning bed for like, <laughs> and I enjoy a good tan. She just has a look on her, and that list, which I I I don't know if if it's true or not. It's just a great story though. Yeah, I don't know how that's verifiable, but whatever. They have their sources at these hotels or whatever. But I think you know what you know who's like totally under the radar. Uh, for a dude that probably just lit up Hollywood, who has now been exposed on on that list, not that he's not that he's anonymous because he's mm. certainly not. He's a big movie star, but he's kind of fallen out of our public eye a bit, which is Colin Farrell. Yes, and Colin I love Farrell that dude. had a huge he announcement, like he you know it was Tigerland was the first movie that he was in, and then he did a I think he did a movie with Al Pacino. Um, 
You love the movie he did with Tom Cruise. You're like Tom Cruise's biggest fan. That was <laughs> Mi- not Minority Report. Uh, which one was it? Was it was yeah, Minority Report? Like, the, so he was in that. Yeah. that was his. He was in the Massive phone Tom booth. Tom Cruise fan. Yeah, because Tom Cruise will give you everything. He will work <laughs> for dead. that fee. Like if he's getting paid 20, $20 million dollars, he is going to run every single take for a good six hundred meters full sprint, and he's going to do all his own takes. So you see the. So there's going to be no CGI on his face. <laughs> He's going. He works for the audience, man. Granted, he doesn't have a lot of range, but he works for the audience. He I will used go to see have range. Edge of Tomorrow, <laughs> will the you? new one. Yeah, with Emily Blunt, absolutely. Where it's like Groundhog Day. It's like the sci-fi Groundhog Day. They wake up, they die, and then she's like trying to instill little pieces of nuggets. Like remember this tomorrow. Remember this, or like Memento. Yeah, it's like that. I'm. I'm and all. Tom in. Cruise, if it was like Memento, would actually get real tattoos. You're saying? <laughs> well, I don't know I'm that. telling I don't... you right now. I used to be a big Tom Cruise, but I watch it now and I'm like. Oh, this is awful. You love him. They're making top they're making Top Gun too. Are they really? I just saw, I'll give I just you that saw. though. I if that comes on and you say, okay, you gotta be here for this, I'm gonna have to text you be late. Like wait, Top, wait, Top Gun, Gun is, a movie. is yeah. when you'll, you'll Gun's stop on the on TV if you're browsing yes. through and if that's on, you'll stop and watch it. Beverly Hills Cop got me this weekend. I still get on that. <laughs> and I'm like, Tom Cruise and Top Gun gets me every time. The music because the music for Top Gun is the same guy, Kenny Loggins, that did it for uh, Beverly Hills Cop 2, oh, which okay. is also another like amazing movie, man. Like Top Gun 2 is... Yeah, yeah. and then, it, then it's Kenny Loggins, Danger Zone. <laughs> Remember all the songs? And then it's like he re- literally he watched the, the movie. Uh, Kevin Bacon? What was the Kevin Bacon one? Um... Footloose, isn't that Kenny Loggins? Yes, Kenny Loggins is. A, if he came to, he's the kind of guy that would go to like Casino Rama. I'd be like, yeah, I would go. Would you? <laughs> there's a few shows <laughs> I'd be like, like it, I, I, this is one I always tell. If there's a Hollow Notes somewhere, I would go see Hollow Notes because I've every time there's songs come on, I'm like, yeah, this is a good song. I'm singing it, and it's terrible. Uh, let's see. Uh, <laughs> and you know what they all had back then? Kiss. What was that one? Your uh, kiss is on my list. <laughs> yeah. Yo kiss, yo kiss. <laughs> I, I don't even know what the other guy did. Remember the yo other guy? Like is it, it Daryl Hall and I don't know John Oates or John something? Oates, I it? don't know. I don't even know who's Hall and Oates. Like I'm not a fan like that, but I'd be like, yeah. If someone said, hey, they're playing at the mall, I'd be like, yeah, <laughs> go check that. Mall. <laughs> I would check that out. So Lindsay Lohan's list. Oh, Colin Farrell. So he's sober now. That's the thing, though. He there's a movie he did, and I'm sure I'm hoping everyone's seen it. It was brilliant. In, In Bruges. Bruges. I knew you were Unbelievable say that one. Yeah. how good that was. The other guy's amazing too. I love that other Irish actor. Ah, uh, yeah. He was in. He actually did a great movie with Don Cheadle where they yes. played Irish cops. Yes, the, the guard. The guard. Brilliant great movie. He's oh, out there swimming. Yeah. yeah. I forget his uh, name. Something, uh, something Gleason. Yes, I th- it is Gleason. I actually think he was the other guy in Braveheart, his best friend. I keep thinking that, and I'm Scottish, and that's a huge thing for me. I think he's the other guy, the big guy, Hamish. Okay, so I think he- it is. But anyways, he's in. A, uh, anyways, Colin Farrell and him. Colin Farrell has been sober now, so that's why I don't think we hear about him with all these girls. Colin Farrell probably has like if Colin Farrell did a list, he is probably just decimated Hollywood from like oh se- like ninety eight to like. Yeah. 03 or 04. Like he's up there with Leo. What is <laughs> DiCaprio's posse? They used to call those guys. It was him. They had a name? Yeah. It, it's it, it's P Posse. And you can guess what uh, the P was. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I think that's what it was. And his buddy that's in Gatsby, was that's his running mate. And so is the guy from Entourage. 
Kevin Connolly, yeah, they're tight. Leo's dude, and, and uh, uh, talking about um, Toby, Toby McGuire. Yeah, they're they're like that's how we got him in Gatsby. I like that little guy though, Toby McGuire. They're bo- like he's like tiny, but I like him as an actor too. I liked, I mean, Gatsby wasn't that great, but I enjoyed it. Also on the list, Heath Ledger, God rest his soul. Yeah, uh, James Franco, no surprise. Adam Levine, good on you. Uh, Garrett Hedlund, I don't know who that is. Wilder Valderrama, who was also another absolute wolf in Hollywood. Yeah. That dude got in with yeah. like a lot of young starlets, like Mila Kunis. Yeah, who was I think he was also on that '70s show. That that show, because that's what he does, and then he I I don't even know what he does now. I'm not sure what he does now. He, but he was with her when Lindsay was coming up. She was she was hot. Hot. She was hot. Zach Efron, good for you. Justin Timberlake, gone. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix, uh, Lucas Haas. She couldn't have like the writing's too nice. Like she couldn't have wrote that. It doesn't. She the penmanship doesn't look like a typical female's penmanship. Yeah. But I mean, I who cares? Means, I mean, but, it's a great like the, even the picture of it. I, I enjoy watching. I mean, and then who are the redacted names though? Like why are these names like blurred they're out? They're not famous. And then two of those people you mentioned, I don't even know. So I don't even know how they made the list. Like the last two guys. You think that's what it is? They're not famous. <laughs> yeah, or they're trying I, to protect I think, them. Yeah, they they because then they could probably sue. We could say it's like me or you or anyone could be on that I wanna, list. I, I want to be on there. <laughs> that would be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah we're the ones blocked out because yeah. no one knows no, me. No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no one, yeah, that's it. That I mean, saw this movie with Lindsay Lohan called The Canyons or Canyon recently. I was in when I was in Washington. It was on Showtime or something, and I watched the whole movie. And Paul Schrader, who uh, wrote Taxi Driver and Raging Bull, maybe. Was like this great writer in the late seventies. Like he was yeah. like he uh, wrote a few Scorsese movies, which Robert De Niro played the lead. And this movie is about, I guess, is a satire about like the Hollywood system, like the casting couch and like slimy producers and like these, you know, these young hopefuls that come to Hollywood from Kansas and Ohio and Iowa and that sort yeah. of thing. If it's a-, a satire, then it was not bad. But if it was just a movie to be digested straight up, it was. Horrendous. <laughs> this isn't the one where she did the movie with the porno star. Yeah, yeah, this yeah, that's is one. it. Yeah, that's the one. Oh my and god! And she's topless in it. And there's this great article written. I can't remember if it was in GQ or Esquire. Probably not GQ. Maybe like Esquire or Details, where this writer was like had access to Lindsay Lohan for a few days, and she didn't show up one of the days. She was super late the other day. She had a relapse. Yeah. It was just a nightmare uh, to deal with. But I, I, that's, the porno. Guy, that James Dean Portal guy, guy yeah. outacted her. <laughs> like that's what one of the jokes was because was so he bad. was. It's and that's what she is now. I don't know. I just caught that Oprah thing and I didn't know if it was. And it caught me because I don't. I don't watch the Oprah channel, but I for some reason the way Oprah talked about it with her, she went and sat down with her, and Oprah was so kind. And then, but still had the drop the hammer. Like if you're gonna keep missing this and not showing up, let's just cancel the whole thing. And she's like that, and and it, I was like, wow, Oprah can talk to anybody. Like after watching that, she's just a powerful woman. And then I guess she's still on the rail, like she's still off the rails. I think, right? I, I'm not sure where she's at now. She kind of needs like she needs uh, Quentin Tarantino to intervene for to like give her another bump up, like like uh, Travolta, like like he did yeah. for Travolta, like he did for Pam Greer, yeah, like he did for um, uh, Uma Thurman in Kill Bill, yeah. You know, he's done that a few times. I don't know the last two. I don't know if he's given anybody sort of a. a I don't know if they can go though. Like if she 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 acts like she still has 
issues with something like drugs or, or alcohol. That's that's the signs, right? Like not to be an expert and I don't watch TMZ, but that seems like Mitt blowing stuff off, not being accountable, always having these weird stories pop up, right? Actually, I don't think she could hang with Tarantino because he doesn't tolerate, like even at the table read, if you don't come like with your like your character kind of flushed out or if you you're not taking notes or he's like brutal he's fired actors at the table read and the table read is it's the first time all the actors in the movie read their lines all together in one place so the director and the writer and the producers they just want to hear how mm -hmm. it sounds but he's fired actors in that room because either they didn't come with the, their lines memorized or they weren't taking notes or something so He's Lindsay Lohan yeah. can't hang with no. with QT. But he need she needs something more else. You're gonna see her on like Celebrity Big Brother or Celebrity like that's oh, where she's going. Like yeah. she's down that Dr. path. Dr. Drew. The Dr. Drew show. Celebrity Rehab? Is that still on? Celebrity Rehab? Is it Dr. Drew? Dr. Drew, yeah, I think. The big tall white guy, the bald head, the American guy? I thought that was No, that's Dr. Phil. Oh Dr. Phil, yeah. Dr. Drew is like he wears glasses, blue eyes, he's a good looking dude. I'm sure and, he just And he tries to get them cleaned up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. When's that on? I think it was on like VH1 or something like that. Really? Um, have you seen the, uh, I know this comedian is uh, near and dear to your heart. Have you seen the Ricky Gervais Audi commercials? Yes. I've only, I, how many is there right I now? I think there's four. Yeah, okay. So I think I've saw three. The kid one. Awesome. Awesome. Like, the kid and in the backseat with the iPod? His face. Reading mean tweets? It, yeah. And then, he, and then they cut away and she says, do you want me to read more? And he does that quick thing where he does, uh, go ahead. <laughs> like he really doesn't, but he says it so well. I love that guy. I think his stand-up's brilliant. I mean, I'm not... I haven't given his new show much of a chance because it's an acquired taste. The Derek show where he plays, like, the slow guy, but I've always been... I mean, I just love... He's a writer. He started in... Like, he was late starter. He was broke. But he's he kills it, man. Like, he's... His face... He, and it's just him and this girl, right? I mean, they probably did this in two takes. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to play some of it right now little twerp that doesn't even come from here. That fang-faced wimp, Gervais, should keep his big mouth to himself and stay unfunny in his own stupid country. Loser. Uncle Ricky? Yeah? What does all this mean? It means I'm doing something right. Oh. Do you want to hear more? Do I? Ricky is a pig-nosed troll. That's <laughs> 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 great. <laughs> you know he doesn't want to, but he, he he's so sarcastic, eh? He does he does have a, a great laugh too. I do yeah. I do like his laugh. It's that uh, it's part of his charm. I like him. I I needed it like I liked extras. I love The Office, the British one and the American one. And he needs a movie. So I don't know. I I'm not a Muppet fan, but he's in that. I'm like maybe I'd check that out. The latest the latest one or the previous one? I think it's the one that right now. It's him. He's in it with all those stars. Uh Muppets is it Muppets Take Manhattan or something? I don't no, know. Not Manhattan. I think it's the Muppet movie that he Muppets actually, most wanted. Yeah, and they like that one I might give a chance to see cuz that's one thing he needs is a movie. But he's but he's had movies like he's been the star of movies before but again he's kind of an acquired taste yeah and his stand-up i mean the one i saw and i was telling you about like he starts off in the first 20 minutes i'm like it is ruthless he does he does a bit on cancer kids and how he raises so much money if he ever gets sick he's coming in there and taking the machines out for oh. him he does he has his neighbor's autistic kid 
that never left the house. So he goes over and he's like, he's going to take him out of the house. He's a big star and the mom's all sad. And she's, he tells the mom he takes him to the zoo and as soon as they get around the corner, he takes him to the casino because he's like Rain Man. <laughs> and it's like unbelievable. That's got, well, how, how old is that one? I, I I think I saw it like three, four years ago. So I know he has new stuff. But okay. even his outtakes of when he was making the, the show for the 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 little person oh um with um dude from willow yeah and leave oh, and gosh. like that bit he wrote in like 20 minutes or whatever he did that it was killer those 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 outtakes and stuff like that remember the one he did <laughs> leave and easy wants to be a comedian an actor yeah comic actor <laughs> and he wants to keep telling him that he, he goes to the doctor and he died he has aids and ricky's like you can't say that it's not funny <laughs> and it, he just he they did it and they can't stop laughing when he's doing it right so uh, that show was called Life's Too Short. I think that got uh, cut too, right? I think so. Yeah. It was, uh, it wasn't Johnny at, Depp had a great... Oh, <laughs> you died like, at that part. Oh, yeah. my God. He puts him in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> it makes him dance around. <laughs> Johnny uh, Depp is... I don't know if this is too inside baseball. You can find these clips on YouTube, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, Life's Too Short, uh, Ricky Gervais. Um, did you like the... Okay, just quickly on the, the stand-up comedy tip. Have you seen the Chris D'Elia white comic black male? No, and, but we did we did watch when we went to the Bahamas. Yeah, yeah. The Neil that, Brennan, that, that, Neil Brennan yeah. is uh, yeah. uh, women and black dudes. Yeah, that was strong. That and was then strong. I, and then the the next day we get on the plane, and uh, I I I told the whole plane I thought it was just us that that's how we all feel the white guys. <laughs> but I said that to you guys. I go that it, what he's saying is how we feel sometimes. We're scared of a, a lot of things. How to oh, say it? About, yeah. about uh, talking to your black friends. Yeah. There's like two ways you talk to. Yeah, yeah. There's some, one one way you talk to your white friends, another way you talk to your yeah. black friends. Neil Brennan says, you know, with the, his white friends, he could be aggressive and like, oh, this is bullshit. And then with the black friends, he's like, now Malik. <laughs> You're being a little aggressive. <laughs> we got to go to HR. We got to have a discussion with this. Yeah, and that's then I had to, and then I had to watch, uh, not had to. That's when I and then I watched uh, Twelve Years uh, the Slave on the plane after. That's a tough one to watch on the it plane. It is, and it is. It is very hard to watch. And I was saying to you guys, like, it's a brilliant movie. I, I, but I don't know if you can watch it twice. Yeah, it's so powerful that you're almost like, ah, oh, you know, it doesn't have that. I guess they weren't looking for rewatchability, but I mean, it a lot like, of those, a lot of those like period pieces, whether it's like it's uh, the color purple was the same the color purple, uh, yeah. or if it's Schindler's List. I mean, those you you, I mean, yeah. you could like own them because you want them to be in your library, yeah. but you're not like you have to be in a particular mood to watch those yeah. again because there's the it's not like my Shawshank and, or Top Gun or Shawshank. How are things for your Toronto Maple Leafs? Not good. Not my Leafs. The cities. It's the worst thing about it is when the Leafs are in the playoffs. Whether you're a fan or not, and you live in Toronto. It's amazing for the city. A, the weather's getting better. Bars are packed. People are excited, and everyone's a fan. And right now, it is awful because it's not only are they probably out. There's still six more games of this, I think, to watch. And it's th they were third two weeks ago. Yeah, <laughs> they went to L.A., came back, and lost. Eight, and they're not even. Didn't they win in LA? They won one of those. LA two. They beat Anaheim in LA, and they shouldn't have beat probably both because those teams are awesome. But they come back, and I was joking with you in the NHL, and I'm no expert. It's near impossible to lose that many games straight without Which one of them eight. going to overtime or a shootout because they everyone seems to have those games where you get a point or you win in a shootout. They're losing them in regulation, right. <laughs> like straight, straight up, eight yeah. straight. 
the city you can tell everyone's just bar, like and bars are because they rely on that business for two weeks right in april this is a good time of year this is my two favorite times of the year and i never tell because everyone's like oh it must be summer of course summer is it doesn't even count it's the spring because they have the masters coming up the jays start and the playoffs that's usually a good time weather's getting nice and then i enjoy fall because football starts and the soccer peaks up for me and right i'm i i ride with the summer just ride with the summer and march because the march madness tournament is phenomenal it's the best tournament in sports, hands down. I mean, World Cup is pretty legit, but... It's not as quick. The March Madness, you go... The yeah, World first, Cup is a full month. March yeah. Madness is... Yeah, I guess it's it, like... It, a, but the first couple... First, yeah, yeah, the first, first four days. Is mental. Yeah. So here's the thing. I, I'm ranting about this. So do you remember back when we were in school and you did, like we do brackets and you do pools? This is my first year. I've never gone... I didn't go into March Madness pool. Okay. Okay? Which is religious for me. I enjoy a, a wager now and then. Right, okay. So... I didn't do it, and everybody, it's, remember back then you'd have a sheet, one of your buddies would run it, or you'd go in with someone's work, something like that, and it was kind of like a cool thing that we did. Not guys just, just like it was a sport thing. Now everybody's in it. My mom has a March Brad. Really? Like, it worked, they have Brad, and I'm like, it's driving me nuts. Like, now people are talking to me, oh, are you watching the bracket? I'm almost going to win. I'm like, you're not even caring about the game anymore, right? Like, it's not, it's like fantasy football no, for yeah, us. No, you, you just don't care, care about your bracket, yeah. yeah. But the, the basketball has been amazing for Canadians. It was amazing though. We we never had Canadians to cheer on, right? We right. it was had like UNLV few. against Duke or I had, or Michigan or those powerhouses. It was like Jamal McGlory, Kentucky, the one yeah. year they won in '98. It's very there are very few, but now this year was like two dozen. Like whoa, yeah. and there's more exposure for those Canadian athletes. Yeah, Canadian basketball is it's it's going the right way. And I'm healthy not a, for 2016. Yeah. There's like, like a, we put together a legit team. If we, I mean, uh, there's some obviously some qualifiers that have to be done this yeah. summer, uh, and then and then next year. But uh, the talent that's come out of Toronto and it's it, it's very promising. Is this because of Vince? Is that is that hundred percent? Yeah, is that is really Vince eh? made basketball cool <clears throat> in Canada. Vince Carter. Because like Damon doesn't get any shout out. Because no. Damon Sotomayor had a good couple years for us. What, what's on, when was the last time you saw a cool point guard? What what point guard made basketball cool? Oh, the guy from the Clippers. I love that guy. Chris Paul. Yeah. But it's because of Chris Paul. Is because of what he what he does with Blake Griffin. It because of I Blake enjoy Griffin a good. I and enjoy Jordan. I enjoy a good point if guard, you're but you're years right. Old. If you're 12 Vince years old, Duncan with Tracy McGrady was it just took off and two playoffs, right? They won one round. They're going to the playoffs. They've never. Do you know the Raptors? Listen to me dropping facts here, and they're probably wrong, but <laughs> never won a seven-game series in the playoffs. Right, because they beat the Knicks. Detroit Pistons. Oh, the Knicks in five. five, and then they went and played Philly and lost in seven when That's Vince right. went to get his <laughs> degree from North Carolina. <laughs> Yeah, which occurred the following year. Yeah, like it's not the end of the world, but so you're going to a Raptor playoff game. I will attend a Raptors playoff game. I am going to. Yes, that building, the Air Canada Center, is unlike very few in the NBA. It is so loud. the The cheering is so intense. Top five. A great, great atmosphere for basketball. Louder than the Leafs by far. Yes, easily. Neil Scott. Thank you for stopping by on My Guy Mondays to follow his adventures on Twitter, which he doesn't tweet that much. But now that golf is back and Tiger might do some in the Masters <laughs> if he's going to compete. He knows uh, back is messed up and he has other elements. It's at the Neil Scott on Twitter. Thank you again for stopping by. Thank you, sir. Thank you for listening to Cabbie Presents, the podcast.